Here we are. 16 years in the making. We're talking one of the most anticipated films of the year. We're talking movies, and today we're talking Thanksgiving, starring Nell Verlesk, Jalen Thomas Brooks, and the person I was runner-up to, to 2023's People's Sexiest Man Alive, Patrick Dempsey. Written by Jeff Randall and Eli Roth, who also directed Chris... Be careful who you trust, because this is a matter of life and death. White meat, dark meat, all will get carved. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, for our American friends, uh, we are going to be doing this Thanksgiving episode just for you. Scott, take us away. All right. Uh, well, before we before we actually start in the show, uh, I, I do want to do just a quick little shout out. Thank you to the staff at Cineplex here in Cambridge uh, for completely making me feel like I'm giving my children a poor upbringing to bringing them into this theater to watch this movie. Because not only was I questioned when I purchased the tickets, like, hey, this is an 18A film. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. And then I get re-questioned again <laughs> when they're ripping the tickets, like, hey, this is an 18A film. And I'm like, yeah, we're still good. <laughs> like, we can still go in and watch it. So, so yeah. So my kids and I will always remember the looks on their faces while we walked into the theater with the utter disgust that they had that I was a deadbeat dad. I mean, you so definitely thanks. have a deadbeat dad kind of aesthetic going on right now for the uh, for the listeners out there that uh, are only in the audio version of this show. If you're uh, checking us out on YouTube, you can see the deadbeatedness of Scott right now. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so okay. So first off, if if you are familiar with this not franchise but like this concept the the from Eli Roth from Thanksgiving uh from when uh you saw the fake trailer back uh during the grindhouse uh the Robert Rodriguez Quentin Tarantino mashup but uh where they did Planet Terror and Death Proof one of my favorite uh, Quentin Tarantino films um you'll remember that fake trailer Thanksgiving a lot of hype uh, and you'll have noticed that my quote if especially if you've already seen Thanksgiving which came out on Thursday my quote does not come from this film. It comes from that trailer. And there's a very specific reason I did that. And uh, I'm going to do something right now that Scott fucking hates when I do. But I'm going to do it and because it's super important. So this film is an absolute piece of dog shit. And you should probably not even bother watching it. You should probably just watch the trailer from 2007 let that just sit on you and go, God, I wish somebody would make a movie about that. And then just pretend this movie doesn't exist. Uh, the reason I took a quote from that trailer and not the movie is because this film basically has no great notable quotables. They do try a bunch of shit, especially near the end. They just try to rapid fire stick in Thanksgiving S kind of fucking commentary. Um, now, this is the part where Scott's like going, oh, my God, they're going to stop listening to the podcast. No, 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 no. You're going to stay. You're going to stay and you're going to sit with us. Because after we're going to throw you over to Scott, and then we're going to come back to me, and, and you're going to watch me carve up Thanksgiving. 
Okay, Scott, you can do some talking. Okay, well, one, like, you had the most notable quotable you could have done, but you chose not to. Because you could have, like, one of the quotes in that movie right at the beginning is, shut the fuck up, Scott. You could have just done that one. (laughs) And that would have been, there you go. Second, I'm going to disagree with you, man. I fucking love this film. Oh, great, good. Okay, so okay. we're actually and gonna I, have a fucking call. Why I liked it. These are always our best, uh, our best shows. So I'm gonna say why I liked it. Uh, one, because your deadbeat uh, dad got it. Okay, check. Deadbeat dad loves that's Thanksgiving. Definitely number one. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll go to number two then. Uh, I thought this was well paced. There wasn't really much, um, you know, filler. Like it, the story progressed perfectly are you and i think fucking serious right wait now? wait okay listen, okay i'm okay, gonna say okay, something okay i'm gonna say something too uh and i'm gonna say this and see if you noticed it it did something that i really appreciated that was so subtle that it only really hit me after the end of the movie it put me to sleep no for a slasher film nobody was making stupid decisions there wasn't one there wasn't one like i'm gonna go here by myself Everybody was like, fuck, there's a killer out. They all partnered up, right? There was there was no stupid decisions. And then when the body count happens and the kills happen, they literally are coming out of nowhere where you you have a killer who is, you know, playing on like, okay, most people, this is how normal people would react, and this is how I'm gonna get it. Okay, so if you want right. to take that vein, so I, I I agree with your your premise here. Like, yes, that that did occur, and we are not going to spoil this movie. We it did just come out on Thursday. No, we are going to really be careful of that. So the stuff we're going to be talking, we're going to really talk in ge- kind of general statements about this stuff. Okay, if you want to take that vein, you know what normal people do, Scott? If I was like, hey, there's these people that are trying to kill you and I specifically in our town. I'd be like, Scott, you want to go to Vegas or something? You want to get wait, the wait, fuck out wait. of here? Oh. Isn't that what they try to do? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't mean like, okay, we're going, I, you're talking about the like, we're going to Florida thing? Yeah. Okay, so when that happened, when dude rolls up and is like, we're going to Florida, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Because I thought they were going to literally now drive to Florida. Not go home. Not spend well, six fucking hours fucking packing. Seriously. It wasn't six hours. Dude, man. Oh, let's like fuck around. People are being murdered. You're not going to Florida because you're a Scott and you're taking your family to fucking Epcot Center. You're going to Florida because already a bunch of your fucking friends and family are dead. So you're just like, I'm rolling up. I'm, you're getting in the car, Scott, and we're just going to keep driving. Like, we're not, we're not going to be like, actually, you know what? We should probably go get a Manny Petty at a really oh, fancy spa happen. first and in, <laughs> that... in an area where you can't see us and allow the killer to kill us. Although that now is an awesome scene for a fucking slasher. I'm going to fucking put that in the old notes. Yeah. But, but look, what do they do? Like in reality, what do they do? They're like, we're going to Florida. Uh, even though you said no spoilers or fucking spoiling it. Well, I mean, we're you know, going... that's not really a spoiler because okay, that's we're all going to saying. Florida, but what do they have? They brought, a police escort with them while they packed. Mm-hmm. So they had the cop there. So, you know, you feeling super protected, right? The minute a noise comes out, what happens? She, the person's questioning it, like yep. trying to figure out what it is, trying to be cautious and everything like that. So then you have your little jump scare. 
Um, and then he gets you, into... You, you got jump scared in this fucking movie? I watched this movie. I watched this movie. So everybody who's ever listened to this podcast knows I don't like scary movies. I don't do well with scary movies. I watched it alone in the theater. Actually, this is the best part. So I bought my ticket when there was no ticket sold for this, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon showing of this film. Oh, so you're the guy in the middle for two? <laughs> yeah. But I was going to you know go the, to that one, but we got the You know what so the best part about that was? One. I show up for my seat, and there's a fucking couple right up against me. So I don't know if they bought different tickets and they got there just a little bit before me and they were like, well, fuck it. Nobody's here. We're just going to move over. I was like, who who looks at a whole theater, an entire fucking theater, sees one seat and goes, well, I'm going to fucking sit right beside that fucking guy. So obviously I just, <laughs> hey, Cineplex, don't guess what? I didn't sit in my assigned seat. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So you think like because okay i'll even let's just just to keep this conversation going outside of this this specific narrative the idea that like okay a person did something that a reasonable person would do oh but on that topic before we move on i always find it's funny it's like imagine your town was being terrorized by like a serial killer in like a very short period of time and the Mm -hmm. only cops available to you are your like local pd like, what are you talking about? They had like, well, yes, it was the local PD, but it is a big city because you saw like when it was it's the not parade. A big city. It's not a big city. It's like, wasn't this like Plymouth? Was it Plymouth? Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what? You're all right about that. How is is Plymouth actually that big? I mean, they always show Plymouth like know. like this small towny fucking vibe, right? So, uh, yeah, I maybe they. Know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, but you you saw like they're like okay, fuck, we're gonna have SWAT teams. Like they had SWAT teams, they had raids, like they had all this stuff to try to catch this killer. Right, so that was the thing that I kind of appreciated because it wasn't one of these slashers where you know, it, like all the adults like are Scream, gone, like right? Scream, where there's like just Dewey and like some other fucking deputy and people are yeah. just being butchered and they're like. You may want to call in your state troopers at this point or the FBI or... Yeah, like, it, it was. It was a shit ton of cops, right? And they're all, you know, they're all being part of it. The, the other thing that I liked was kind of, like, the <coughs> nods to to the past, right? Like, you had the opening that was similar to uh, Halloween, right? Where it's the house and you're... And, and Black Christmas. I, 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 think I felt that, that as soon as that opened, I was like, okay, so... As soon as this film opened, I was like, okay, I get where we're going here. And this is actually going to lead into a lot of my criticism of this film. Eli Roth is like a supposed like horror nerd. He's always loved horror. You know, he went to, you know, Tisch School uh, filmmaking in New York because he's always wanted to be like a horror filmmaker. Like this is his thing. And he's also been wanting to make this fucking movie forever since he did the trailer for, for Grindhouse, right? And so you see that opening and you're like, okay, so this is a guy that's like, he's like well steeped in cinema, like horror cinema. Um, And so he's opening with like, you can call it like a Halloween shot or a Black Christmas shot. So keep going. Yep. I'm going to say it's more Halloween because I saw more nods to Carpenter than anybody. Sure. We can go with that. that. I mean, I was going to say you had, you had the Christine nod, right? And that was the person running from the car. Because that was in Christine, mm-hmm. like pretty much that shot. You had the thing nod, which was the school, and it was just like the quick shots of all the empty, empty places. 
So like for me, I was just looking at it. I'm like, oh, like I'm like, it is. It's a love letter, right? It's a love letter to the slasher genre because to because this is his first like this is Eli Ross first slasher, right? Because hostile wouldn't count as a slasher. Well, yeah, that was that's, more tor- that's like torture that's porn more, or whatever. And then he's yeah, got a, he's got like a cannibal like a cannibal not zombie but like cannibal film as well yeah, yeah that was I think this the is cannibal inferno yeah yeah so and, and that was the thing i, I like the little nods like to me it was perfectly paced everything kind of made sense but it also did well where you know throughout the film they gave good nods to like who the suspects could be right like they're giving everybody the motive to be like why it would be who who it could be right so it gave you that whole don't fucking trust anybody kind of vibe to it how long how long did it take you to clock who the killer was um i don't want to say you don't want to say because a third of the way in i was like yep I know. I actually even know exactly like what storyline style they're using here. And okay, I, I, I'm gonna say like three minutes in. Um, oh, oh, you went through. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, but I was sure. I, I was I was waiting for the other foot to drop. Right, like I was thinking it was more than one, maybe possibly two, even an even like uh, hey, it's three or four. Right, like it's a group of people sure. kind of thing, um, which would have been cool. They didn't. They oh, and it, okay. We got to be careful with this stuff right here. Um, yeah, yeah. It would have been cool if they had done some like really interesting stuff. And I feel like it was very pedestrian the way they did end up going. There you go. Plymouth's population is sixty four thousand, so that's a lot of cops. Yeah, I mean sixty four thousand. Yeah. Okay, so we live in a city there, of like a hundred and some odd thousand people. And do you think there's a lot of cops here? Well, in the in the scenes, there is at least fifty. That's probably all the cops. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so, my big issue with I was I was excited as you know I reached out to you. I was like, "Yo, let's do this!" And actually, it was only by accident that our actual show for this is going to drop on American Thanksgiving. I actually don't normally know when American Thanksgiving is, so um, I was super excited. Uh, I've been waiting. You know, I've like I've listened to Eli Roth talk on the video archives podcast with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery. He was on there doing American Jallo. He, you know, he was going on about this film. He's been wanting to make this film for like probably his whole life. I think him and his uh, co-writer, um, Jeff Randall. Yeah. Thanks. It had basically wrote some concept of this, like when they were kids, basically like high school or something like that. Right. So yeah, because I think it was like, you know, after Halloween, there's nothing, right. It's just like fucking Christmas movies. Yeah. So they wanted something in between kind of thing. So you're, I'm like, okay, so this guy is going to bring, and you know, he's been filmmaking now for a long time, successful filmmaker. You're like, okay, so he's, this is his, you know, uh, his baby. And he is going to deliver this baby with every tool that he has in his toolbox. And I watched it and was bored. And I thought it was lazy. First off, maybe maybe look at your buddy and go, I don't really know, uh, Jeff, if you've got the skill set to fucking write a feature film. And I'm not, listen, I'm not going, like, I know there's people in there right now being like, oh, what, you want this to be fucking Lawrence of the Arabia? It's like a fucking slasher. It's like, no, 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 no. I just mean, like, it is not a well-written fucking movie. It's clunky. 
it's silly and not in a like a cool farcical way like in a it's silly because i'm actually ashamed that this is the like quality of product you are delivering here um like even just like from the very beginning like i like the idea of using the black friday first off okay before i even get into that you can just have a slasher where someone just decides to fucking kill people and that's it they're just fucking psycho killer and they're doing their thing and it's actually scarier because there is no like reason right there's they're not out there being like this also like fucking handholds you at the especially near the end at the end when it's like the reveal like the blah 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 blah. This is all the reasons this hap- that has to happen, which then justifies all the setups in the beginning. And it's like, or you could just not do this. The pacing is fucking shit because there's long times of like it's not even exposition. It's just like dialogue or shots, and they're not even overly cinematic. Like in the school stuff like that. I felt the tension. There was no tension there. Um, yeah, like super fucking disappointing in this film. I think that. If this was just like, if you had just picked some like random horror movie and we watched it, I would be a little more forgiving. I'd be like, eh, it's fine. There's definitely some cool kills. They find interesting ways to kill people. Um, I wish it had an R rating, like R rating in Canada. I, th- I think that's above it R. It did. No, it's 18A. Yeah, that's no, that's what RR is. No, it's 18A. We don't have. What's our, what's yeah. our rating above this? X. Okay, well, then in, the, then in the US system, I wish it had a higher rating because. Although it's like really violent, I think if you're going to do that homage to, let's call it 80s slashers, you need the nudity and stuff like that. And I'm not even like here to say, oh, you need to have nudity in movies. But like when you go watch, seriously, go rewatch the fucking trailer for Thanksgiving and there's like nudity and it's a lot more like you get it. You're like, oh, they're doing like a 1982 fucking slasher film. And this felt very sanitized. It felt, other than the fact that the violence makes it PG, like the language and stuff, like otherwise this is like a fucking PG movie. I think you're going to be super disappointed if you actually want to watch a well-constructed fucking genre film. If you are some kid that just wants to go watch a fucking movie, this is the thing. Eli Roth just made, I bet you this movie is going to make a gazillion dollars. So uh, it's got a budget of 15 million. And as of like right now, it's already up to 12.6. And like I said, it just came out. So this film's probably going to make a bunch of money and that's going to make Eli Roth super fucking hard because he's fucking got more money, but he made a piece of shit fucking film when he could have used his his like his street cred to make a really fucking good horror film. I would love, and I know I'll never get to see that because Eli Roth and Quentin Tarantino are friends. Quentin like, you know, noticed his work early on with uh, cabin fever and stuff. I would love to know what the like true conversation between these people, because I feel like Quentin Tarantino is going to go, Ugh, like, really? Like, this is what you made? Because, like, when I make movies, I really try and do my best work all the time. And this really feels fucking phoned in. Anyway, sorry. Okay, go ahead, like, man. one, one, like, get off fucking QT's cock. Because his favorite kill in a horror movie is from fucking Jason X. So that's the most campiest fucking Halloween. Uh, yeah, but that's just a kill. He's there. not saying Jason X is his favorite fucking movie. He's not even saying well, Jason X be. is his favorite genre be. film. How do you know? Anybody ever ask him? <laughs> is that your favorite movie? You don't know. Quentin, so if up. you're listening, uh, if I missed it, uh, feel free to you know shoot us a text and uh, but, let us know. Well, what I'm saying is, I think, I don't know. Like for me, it, it, it's going it. Um, like, 
I enjoyed the shit out of it, right? I, I thought the kills were insane, um, creative. Um, and like, in terms of you're saying like the dialogue and everything like that, like, yeah, like it got, I don't know, it got like fucking shining at the end where, you know, Jack Nicholson is over, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like when having the screams kind of thing. Um, so the killer got, became into that, but everything else, like, yeah, some of it was, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, paper cutter in terms mm. of cookie like, cutter? Uh, cookie cutter? cookie cutter. Yeah. Cookie cutter in terms of like, you know, how you got from a to B. Right. And like I said, I figured out who the, the, well, like yeah, 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 like that within the within the first three three minutes of the movie, and what the um, you know the uh, instigating factor was going to be, but it didn't still like it didn't make my joy of it any less. Like getting there was part of the fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of the shit that did happen, like and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, like the fucking like roasting the person like a turkey like that was fucked up right and it had some some like i said real reactions like like when some people got were killed right and their friends saw the killing like you saw them in shock where the one like that one where the person's like what do i do like they're just in shock because they don't know how to help like what they're supposed to do to try to help this person um and you know this is like one of the the horror films like when you see the like when the regular folks see the dead bodies they're fucking throwing up like they can't control themselves which I love how it's like you're, you're you're like you like the micro, but and I'm saying it's the macro. But that's I think the fucking I think problem. It, like it, you, you don't get to just have the nuance. Nuance is supposed to fulfill all. You have like it, this really great thing, and then you notice the edges yes. and go, "Wow, there's all this care and attention." It's you're just like, "Wow, they did a lot of care and attention on the like really outside stuff," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it, the whole pie is fucking shit." Like 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 uh you know so you said it wasn't. A quotable film but like one like one of the quotes of this film is it's the little things it's the little things that that get it and get you know get them caught because it's the little mistakes that they make yeah, but this is the little is... details that yes. they do that makes it so much better right because oh, it's it, it is it's a cat and mouse game like with the cops it's uh you know and none of these uh protagonists right the pro yeah yeah, yeah yeah none of these protagonists are waiting to try to get killed because like you said they're all tagged and they're all trying to be um offensive and trying to figure out how well one who the person is but also um you know how they're gonna fucking stay alive and they you know and like i said like it's all pretty much smart choices and even though most of these characters are generic like uh you know you got your jock you got your cheerleader you got the popular kids right it still gives them enough that you're like you know even the guy who's like supposed to be the biggest asshole is like you know in the quiet moments you 
you can see that he fucking cares about his friends and kind of thing. All right. So I think I just think you need to go rewatch it. I am not rewatching this. I, I I'm not even recommending you watch this on a fucking streaming service. Like if you feel you need to watch this film, definitely do not give Eli Roth your money. Do don't take my advice. Okay. I I had to fucking use one of my Cineplus fucking membership you know tokens to fucking watch this film and i i did that i took that hit for the audience because that's the guy i am i'm a, I'm a hero okay i'm on the see i used all my scene points <laughs> <laughs> i used all my scene points You're like all, all my wife's shopping at shoppers drug mart uh has uh contributed to this podcast so uh actually before i do my quote do you think the guy with the guns like the the kind of gun gut nut guy that's having the uh the underage party do you think that's like the character that's supposed to be Eli Roth. Cause he feels very much like that's the character that Eli Roth would play in this movie. I have no idea, man. I, honestly, I have no idea. Like, I just think that's the, you know, there, there always is like in most slashers, the older, the older kid. Right. And they make fun of him the whole time. Like this guy was held back so long that he's in his thirties kind of thing. Um, I don't know, man. Like he's, I'm trying to think what, what a good, um, character he would be. He's kind of like Matthew McConaughey and fucking dazed and confused. The older kid that just hangs out with the younger crowd to try to fuck the older, the younger kids. But, now it's 2023 you can't really do that right where matthew mcconaughey was the cool guy in that movie now this guy's kind of like the the pervert kind of guy that's looking out for everybody so I, I actually got two, it's funny i have two quotes from critics and i couldn't even find a notable quotable from this fucking movie so you know that chris did not enjoy this experience uh g allen johnson from the san francisco chronicle Thanksgiving could have been a great horror horror movie. Instead, it's one of those where if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the film. And then I'm going to go right into Adam Graham from the Detroit News. Thanksgiving is dull and drawn out. And Roth's wiry, sixth sense of humor is stretched bare across a series of characters as thin as water, watery gravy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't even need to do a podcast. I could have just read those quotes, signed the fuck off. Boom. Save everybody their fucking afternoon. Well, you're the one again. You're the one that picked this fucking film, um, and when you when you did do it, um, <laughs> I honestly thought it was already out of theaters. But uh, here's the thing, though: Rotten Tomatoes right now, eighty three percent by credits, uh -huh. seventy nine by audience. So, like again, hold on. I'm actually like, going to comment direct. It's so funny that you bring that up. I, I love it. You, this is almost like a setup. Okay, so when I did my notes right after the show on Thursday, the audience score was 82%. And in, that, and in what, 48 hours, it's already dropped to 79%. So let's see how fucking far. As, three points? As, yeah, three, but it's going in the wrong direction. So the critics have already watched the film. They've already made their stand on this. The audience is now finally getting a scene to see this fucking film, and it's trending in the wrong direction. So it'll be interesting to see by next week what where this thing's because i feel like this is gonna like be like a fucking slip and slide Woo! oh or it could just be a roller coaster where it's just going into the, the quick little dip while it comes right back up for all the excitement um now to me i don't think this movie is gonna have 
legs. This is two to three weeks in theaters, then it's gone. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because it is going to get. It's going to do like they're going to go see it and then it's going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think because this is technically new territory, a horror movie during this kind of uh, time period in terms of it because what do you got coming up yeah because now it's all the oscar shit coming up right yeah and i do think it's it is a good place to put a film i mean we've already seen i mean killers of the flower moon came out but killers of the flower moon was actually supposed to come out a bit earlier they delayed that i think because of the taylor swift nonsense they were like we just don't want to fucking get involved in that but yeah you're seeing ferrari napoleon and all the other oscar frontrunners are going to start like not frontrunner, so Oscar caliber films are going to be coming out after this. So I do think this is a good, again, I don't, I am not criticizing Eli Roth for making a Thanksgiving fucking slash film. I'm criticizing Eli Roth for phoning in a fucking project that he said was supposed to be his opus maximus. The thing he'd wanted to like, his like piece de resistance kind of thing. Like, okay. Now, wait, wait, can I ask you a question before we finish? Oh, are we done? Oh, I, I, oh, okay, I, keep I, I going. think we are. Uh, cause you're beating a dead horse. Um, but here's my question. What else do you do with you, a dead horse? You can't ride it. You can eat it. Uh, but do you think because it was only three of you in the theater that diminished? Oh, cause okay. part of, I knew you were going to ask that part, too. Cause it's like the whole like audience experience or whatever. Cause yeah, like when, when we watched it, like our theater wasn't packed, but you know, it, it, it was still relative size like there's still there's still more than three people there so when the kills did come like we all got the ooh ah like it was it was total popcorn where you're like ah, like you're just like not screaming at it but just like oh fuck right like kind of thing like that just happened right everybody was just like who went in the high kind of thing so it did it did up the enjoyment mm. now if it was just you like fucking grinch <laughs> fucking langfield and like two people were I just love like you don't even know how to say my fucking last name right after i don't know how long we've been friends. Yeah. Langfield. I, i'm just saying it's grinch langfield uh <laughs> i'll try to make it rhyme uh and you know this couple that was like listen we came here because we wanted to go skiing and the motherfucker moved to sea <laughs> right like maybe that is what caused your you know your dissertation maybe if you did sit there and you know there was a hole in your they gave you the popcorn with the little hole in it and just gave you a little wink. Maybe you would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Listen, if they were there, if they were rowers and they were there to stroke, they need a coxswain anyway. So that's what I was there. Stroke, stroke, stroke. <laughs> yeah, but you left. So you never got it. They never got it. So they also didn't enjoy it, right? <laughs> um, is Do you think the greatest movie that Patrick Dempsey was in was either, was it either Meatballs 3 or Can't Buy Me Love? I actually love Can't Buy Me Love. But I forgot that he was in fucking Meatballs 3, which has like almost no. Yeah, the dead porn star. Yeah, it has almost like no connection to like Meatballs, the the original Meatballs or even Meatballs 2. No, it was just like straight Raj. Yeah. It was like we're just going, it was 100% like they went. Yeah, I kind of do like the casting. But what about Run, man? What about Run? Run? The movie Run. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's like, yeah, it was right after Can't Buy Me Love, where he was like the kid and he saw a murder and then he's like running across town. It was a good moon. I like that one, too. Nice. But Can't Buy Me Love is pretty good. Oh, what? Oh, 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 fuck. Lover Boy, man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, but I think that that's like a like people would. I think that's like a cult classic. Right. So. But Can't so Buy, can't me, buy love me, is me Love. Like, huh? Yeah. Can't Buy Me Love has been redone so many more times. 
Like it's actually been remade or it's like, yes. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't like know that. Like five times, but it, it, it's like different songs that are still the same, but it's still the same. Like fucking she's all that is pretty much. Okay. Can't that's Buy Me what Love, I was literally but... asking you though. Like they didn't redo can't buy me love. They did that, that style, like that, that a film in that, that story vein and called it something else. Yes. She's all that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, I mean, if you really want to go back, I'm sure there's some Shakespeare play that's very similar. Um, so what do you think about the casting of this film? Other than, like, I thought Patrick's MC was fine. I think using him was great. I think, like, he's got star power, but it's, like, weird star power because he's, like, TV star power. Oh, also, dude's a motherfucking, like, hardcore racer, eh? Like, yeah, like... Like uh, car racing. Uh, oh, right? I don't... Yeah, yeah. So... Like, I had to Carrie. look these people up. I'm like, like, Nell... Verlaki or whatever, the one who played Jessica, she's on Big Shot on TV. I have no idea what that show is. And then I'm like, who the fuck is Addison Ray who plays Gabby? She's just like like the fourth biggest fucking TikTok star or something. So I don't have TikTok because I'm a fucking old white man. So I go on her TikTok and it's like 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 64 million views and shit like that of her like just like dancing on a beach and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is what is going on here? Like, again, from a marketing perspective. I think it was a very smart move to, I mean, if you're just going to have like random woman character number three kind of thing, I know she is like a major part of the film, but like you don't need a ton of acting chops to do what she does. You should fucking just go find the biggest influencers you can cast them. Cause you know what they then do? They go out and they tell all their fans about the fucking movie that they're in and you get a bunch yeah, of, they did free that press. for, um, Bloomhouse did that for five nights at Freddy's. Uh, one of the influencers on YouTube um, who does like video game reviews and stuff like that. He's he he's in that one. Um, fuck, I'm trying to think where else. The guy from uh, Cocaine Bear, right? The guy who does the IKEA service counter thing. He's in Cocaine Bear, and he has like a shit ton of followers too. Yeah, yeah. Addison Ray has that's, that's your new marketing. Followers. That's your free marketing. Huh? Right. That that's your new free marketing, right? That's something that you know. If I was a owner of Ava Mac, <laughs> I would be a production company. I, that's something I I would be looking at, being like, hey, listen. Know, I, oh, me- trust me, I fucking took notice of it, and I was like, once I did these notes and I realized who these people are, I was like, okay, also interesting. Sort of like whatever that scene I just described at the very top of the fucking. Uh, podcast uh one shout i am gonna give it was shot in toronto and hamilton uh for all you canadian lovers of like cancon that's awesome i know why it's really done in canada it's because our tax credits in ontario right now are pretty fucking fantastic uh they also do i think it's called eli roth's the haunted museum or something like that he's it's basically his name slapped on it that's mostly shot in hamilton and toronto as well so i'm assuming that his location the location peeps that were working on that stuff already have the town pretty clocked. So they're like, oh, we want this kind of building. We already know. Great tax credits. Again, uh, I, I I think that this film is basically just a vehicle of to make money. And I think it's disappointing. This is kind of like, I this is the last <laughs> Oh, time my I- God. Just, wait. That's uh, the fucking thing for every movie is a basis to make money. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> there's, there's films you make because you think it's it's important or you you know feel this need to make that and you hope that it like makes money and makes a profit there's other things like every hallmark fucking movie that is just content right it is just being put out to generate the you know you want to spend the least make the most 
And unfortunately, this feels very much closer to the how much fucking money can we make off this film? Which again, if you just want to, if you're Eli Roth, just go make some fucking bullshit fucking movie and make a bunch of money off of it. You've been talking about this fucking film forever, and this is what you deliver? Fuck you. The comments expressed by Chris Langfield is uh, not derivative of the How'd You Like That Movie podcast, and Scotty Vega says, good job, Eli Roth. And it's Langford. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Yeah, that last little bit was because as soon as I finished talking, our legal department started like texting you and being like, you need to put a fucking disclaimer on that shit. Put a fucking yeah. disclaimer on that shit. We cannot <laughs> afford to be sued by fucking Eli Roth's fucking people, right? So. Yeah. But at, like during Halloween, like on AMC, like he has the bus show that's on it. It's like Eli's like. Is that history oh, so of horror? horror history of horror, yeah. yeah that's like, good it yeah. is amazing. But this, it's so that amazing. actually goes right to the crux of my argument, is that Eli Roth knows better. Eli Roth supposedly loves horror. He has, like, become, like, a person you go to to talk about the history of horror. Like, and this, like, you, he should be fucking embarrassed that this is the film that he fucking turned out. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.